Terrence Crawford versus Amir Khan. Post-fight thoughts. Dun-dun-dun! Hey guys, Fight Junkie here. As usual, before we jump into this next episode, I want to remind you guys, you can hit me up on Twitter, at FightJunkie.com. Listen to me on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, basically anywhere where you can find a podcast, I'll be there. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash FightJunkie2006. So Crawford got the stoppage win, six round over Amir Khan, but it wasn't the traditional stoppage that everybody thought was going to happen. The fight pretty much played out like how we thought. If you didn't listen to the pre-fight podcast and you're listening to this on YouTube, icon, upper right corner, click it, it will link back to that podcast. He had already dropped Amir in the first round. You could see that Amir still has some speed, he still has some movement, still has some skills. The problem is... He still makes the same mistakes over and over and over again. They touched on it on the broadcast. We touched it on the pre-fight podcast. His distance, he just doesn't control it well enough. You can see where he gets caught in between his punches. He either gets too close or he's too far away or gets caught in between his combinations. It happens over and over again, and apparently it's never going to change. So you saw that in the first round. Uh, Terrence was able to catch him, hurt him. The bell probably saved him from at least a second knockdown. I don't know if it would have been a fight finishing knockdown with Khan. You can never tell. It could be one punch and that's it. But at least a second knockdown. When Khan did better, he got behind the jab and he basically moved. Even the rounds that he was losing, at least he wasn't taking as much damage. I believe all three judges gave Khan one round. I won't really argue with that. Like I said, in the rounds where he took less damage and still lost the round, that was the way he really needed to fight because he has to protect his chin. You could see there were times where Crawford was trying to time him with the wide looping shots and the mistiming of the distance that Khan does. Sometimes he caught him, wobbled him. Other times he missed him, but you could see the game plan that Crawford knew he had this fight. He knew he was just going to keep touching him, touching him, touching him until he scored the highlight reel knockout. We mentioned it before. Crawford is brutal. He is mean. He will play with you. He will paw with you. He will touch you until he wants to finish you. And I saw that as what was going on in this fight. I mean, Khan was trying his best. Going into this, we said that Khan was tough. A lot of times, too tough for his own good. But the way this fight ended, in my opinion, there there was a collaboration there between Amir Khan and Virgil Hunter to stop this fight. Now, I don't know if they thought they were going to get a DQ off of the low blow. And let me say this was a low blow. Terrence Crawford is incorrect that it wasn't a low blow. It was a clear low blow. He'll probably say that once he watches the replay, but it was a clear low blow. Unintentional, but it was a foul. But you could see watching the fight live that Khan and Virgil were having basically like a conversation in the corner about quitting or not. And ultimately they decided to quit. He didn't even take five minutes. Now the explanation was, oh, I knew I wasn't going to be able to continue. And Virgil said, well, you know, I kept asking him if he wanted to go on. He told me he couldn't go on. So they they were working this out in the corner. I mean, say what you will about if he was going to win if he would have ended up being knocked out, if Virgil would have ended up throwing a towel in later on. But that was just, that didn't sit well with a lot of people that watched it simply because 
he didn't even take the five minutes. Uh, he went over into the corner and they're having a conversation, which the referee should have never allowed in the first place. Should have never allowed him and Virgil to communicate like that. And that could have probably prevented the stoppage because I'm not so sure that Amir would have just quit. I mean, you could see there was some conversation going back and forth and he's nodding and waving his glove and there's definitely communication going on between him and Virgil. So in my opinion, they came to the conclusion both of them together to stop this fight. Now, why would you stop this fight? Well, unless you're Virgil and you're going, well, this guy's going to get bombed out of here and I'm going to take this opportunity to stop it, then obviously you guys are looking for a DQ win because why would Khan want to stop it? He's not going to win if it goes to the scorecards, that's for sure. If they rule it like they did, he's going to lose by knockout. So the only way you're coming out of that okay is with a DQ, and that obviously didn't happen. And then after the fight, Virgil said, um, yeah, you know, they had said that Ward, Andre Ward said you might stop the fight later on. You might throw the towel in if he takes too much damage. And Virgil's like, well, he was taking damage, but I thought he was hanging in there. So it didn't seem like Virgil was stopping this fight because of the amount of abuse Khan was, was taking. His explanation was, well, I asked Khan, can you continue? And he said, no, why would you, why would you even do that? It wasn't even what, 30 seconds in? 45 seconds in so I definitely think that the the writing was on the wall they both knew where this fight was going they both knew what kind of uphill battle he was in and they both knew that ultimately Khan was going to end up getting knocked out so to save face they took the way out this way and I normally never say that about Amir Khan I went into this fight saying He's got more heart than brains a lot of times. He'll throw too close. He'll throw in wide combinations. He'll get hurt. He'll try to fire back immediately. You saw a little bit of that tonight with Crawford. And it almost got him laid out. So when he was smart and stuck behind the jab and moved and kept that boring style of fight, that's, in my opinion, when he's fighting smart. When he opens up and he throws those looping shots and he crowds himself and he's off balance or he rushes forward, those are the times where Crawford's looking to time him and take his head clean off his shoulders. So I think this was just a case where they knew that this was not a winnable fight. And they basically threw him the towel. And I mean, if you were going to do that, there were plenty of opportunities that he could have done it when Khan was taking damage. I think this was just a saving face. I really do. I believe this was a an opportunity that they saw... They may be able to get a DQ out of this, and if they didn't, you know, oh well, because Khan wasn't going to win the fight anyway. And that speaks volumes. It speaks volumes about Hunter, and it speaks volumes about Khan. I mean, if you think your fighter is in that type of fight, then you should have pulled him out. You shouldn't be looking for a way to get a DQ and somehow sneak a win out of there, which was probably never going to happen because, again, it wasn't intentional. It was the first foul of the fight, I believe, that was even called. A point wasn't even deducted. For them to DQ him would have been insane. And everybody knows that if a fighter tells a referee or a doctor, I can't continue, nine times out of ten, you're going to lose by stoppage. So these guys have been around the game for a long time. You can't tell me that they didn't know what they were doing. They were trying to pull a fast one. So overall, the fight went basically how we thought it was going to go. I don't think anybody is surprised by the stoppage. Of course, the way it happened, people are going to say, what the hell was that? 
that doesn't happen every day especially like Amir Khan said after the fight I'm a warrior I'll keep going I'll keep going but I couldn't keep going so obviously I, I would have less of an issue with this honestly if Amir was in the neutral corner not sitting there conversing with Virgil Hill like they're in a gym training and figuring out what strategy they want to play to pull the plug or not. I would have less of a problem if that didn't happen. If he gets a low blow and he legitimately can't continue, you take the five minutes. You know, he was upright. It's not like he was rolling around on the ground for five minutes. He was upright. It was coherent. You know, he was able to move. He was able to move his upper body. So give him five minutes. If he can't continue, then you get the same result. But you just say, hey, it was a low blow. I took five minutes. I tried to recover. I think it would have been a lot better than those shenanigans in the corner of having this back and forth conversation of, oh, should we quit? What should we do? We want to quit? You want to quit. Do you want me to quit? What about you? Do you think I should quit? Maybe I should quit. Do you want? I mean, that was ridiculous. And like I said, that's a, that's a, a fail on the referee's part because that should that conversation should have never happened should have had him in the neutral corner give him five minutes if the doctor needed to come in and talk to him let him come in and talk to him they can make whatever decision they want to make right there if they don't want to wait five minutes if he tells the doctor i can't continue then fine you can't continue i mean sometimes that happens it's just the way it went down and immediately you could see on social media everybody was you know quitter 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 that's all you're going to hear now because of the way it went down even if it would have been in a neutral corner and he quit you would still have some people saying oh it wasn't that bad this that and the other but i think most objective people and people that have actually been hitting the balls sparring would say hey maybe he couldn't continue at least he took the five minutes yeah he probably would have got knocked out anyway the result is the same i don't think the backlash would have been as bad is what it was for this fight simply because it looks like they were trying to coordinate a way that he could get out of the fight and maybe sneak a win so other than that i mean he said he's gonna be back they're talking about the kel brook fight as always i'm kind of sick of hearing that i mean they'll both lose they'll both win it's gonna be they're gonna be 60 years old by the time they fight if they ever fight so to me that's not even interesting until it actually is signed sealed and they actually are in the ring because as uh, Virgil uh, Virgil Hill, uh, Hunter mentioned after the fight, um, Khan has a bone spur in his right elbow. And if you watch the fight, he was shaking it out and he had mentioned in the corner that something about his right arm. I couldn't hear what it was. I only know that it's a bone spur because after the fight, when they interviewed Virgil, he said, uh, originally... I thought it was his right elbow bone spur that was bothering him, but it ended up being the low blow. So that's another issue that's probably going to have to keep Khan out of action for a little while because you obviously don't want to have one arm in a fight. It doesn't matter if it's Kell Brook or Terrence Crawford or Canelo. You, you want to have all of your tools there so that could be a case where he has to go get that shaved down or whatever the case is there get that arm healed up before he can even return or think about returning to training and then potentially get another big fight i think he's still up there with big fights as crazy as that sounds simply because 
the way the fight ended, he didn't go spark out. Most people were thinking it's going to be a highlight reel KO. He's going to say it was a low blow. He couldn't continue. So there is that excuse right there. Listen, I didn't get laid out. You know, I was still in the fight. I was still upright. I was still coherent. I was still fighting. He hadn't put me down and out, you know, since the first round. I was taking the shots. I was just getting in my groove. All these things that you know are going to be used to spin a next fight for him, whether it's Kell Brook or anybody else. So I think you're still going to hear for from Amir Khan for a little while here. But you can see, I mean, the mistakes keep coming. I've been critical of whatever's going on in his life as far as his training or between his ears in regards to... How can you have not have made him into a boring fighter? We've talked about this before. Make him into a boring fighter that uses the jab, the right hand, and holds on the inside. And I, I wasn't sure if it was a case of people not teaching him that or him not listening. But it kind of gave me a little bit of a clue because in one of the rounds, Virgil told him, hey, don't get stupid. You know, be patient. Don't overreach because obviously he does that and then he gets caught with counters. And he came out the next round and threw a crazy, wild, off-balance, looping right hand. So the problem could really lie between the ears of Khan that he just refuses to listen when his team says you need to be more reserved here. You're dealing with China that's very fragile. So you cannot get it touched. So to protect that, you cannot be out of position. So they're always talking about, you know, how great of a boxer he is and how technical he is and this, that, and the other. But if you look at it, that's not actually true. He's a good boxer, but not technique-wise. He crowds himself. Like I said, his distance is off. And when you see, he gets sloppy when he starts throwing combination punches. That's how he gets caught in between. So a lot of times he gets caught. He gets beat while he's trying to throw a punch. That's because his hands don't come back in the right, proper position defensively. And offensively, you saw, hey, we need you to be skillful out there. We need you to be careful. We need you to, you know, use the jab, be on balance, uh, mind your distance and timing. He comes out and throws a crazy haymaker and falls right into Crawford's chest. That's what happens when people are able to counter him right there. And then you add in the factor of his chin and he goes down and maybe down and out. So he's got to fix that. And I, like I said, I don't have a lot of faith in him fixing it at this stage of the game. Because he should have known going into this that I cannot be off point. My defense has to be on point and I have to pick my shots. And he did that in some rounds more than what I've seen him do in other fights, if I'm going to be honest. But those mistakes he makes are still so glaring that they get him in so much trouble. And then you can still see the fighter, the fire inside of him that when he gets hurt or dropped or wobbled, he immediately wants to start trading. He immediately starts getting a little loosey goosey with the defense and his punches start coming a little wider and his distance and timing starts getting messed up. And the next thing you know, he's wobbled or down or out again. So it's amazing to me that he doesn't understand the the process that he's going through each and every time like I can start out well when this happens then I revert back to this caveman style of fighting and I end up getting hurt dropped or knocked out 
So when he gets hurt, he needs to immediately go back behind that jab. Like I said, hold, at least in this fight with Terrence, he held. I was almost applauding like, yeah, he's not trying to fight out of it. And remember, we picked Terrence and we picked him inside. But the fact of the matter is, man, dude, you can't keep making these same mistakes over and over again. It's inexcusable. Like you've got to know by this many fights and this many knockout losses and this many times you've been knocked down, how it's occurring. So if you know those things, you understand those things, then it's on you to fix those things. So I saw a little bit of improvement there, but honestly, time is not on his side, right? Did he look as fast to you as he normally does? Like, I think the speed is a little bit less than what it was, you know? He didn't look as bad as he did in the Vargas fight. And we had said that we thought he would be in better conditioning than he was in the Vargas fight, but he got dropped in the Vargas fight, I believe it was the second round, and Crawford dropped him in the first round. So you can see he's still making these type of mistakes. And obviously Vargas is nowhere near the level that Crawford is. So going forward, you're going to have to make sure that he deals with the injury to his right arm first. Gets back into training. You're going to have to make sure that whoever he's fighting is a high enough level guy that Khan's actually going to come into shape. And into the fight and train hard. Because if he comes into shape like he did against Vargas, against any of these guys... It's a danger, man. That I can't get that Vargas fight out of my mind. Like You can't come into many fights against many opponents le- looking like that and getting dropped like that and being the baby gazelle and expect to win many more fights. So he, he's got to be on point, in my opinion, moving forward here in every area. I don't care if it's a journeyman British fighter, whoever he's fighting, because I don't believe that he has a huge margin of error whatsoever against anybody because obviously we know he makes the same mistakes continuously and his chin is simply not good so you don't have to be a Terrence Crawford to knock him down you don't have to be a Canelo to knock him out so there's always danger for him every single time he steps in the ring a lot of times he's able to fight lesser guys and get away with it because he's just more talented but like I said I see a little slippage there with the speed We know the chin isn't up to snuff. It hasn't been for a long time. And he's still making those same defensive errors over and over again. So it's a long road ahead for Khan. I still see some pretty big paydays in his future. But unless something really changes or he gets just the perfect matchup, it's going to be always very, very difficult from a betting standpoint to back Amir Khan. Because you just see this pattern that's occurring time and time again. And you'd be foolish to ignore it. So you have to sit there and say, you know, there's some a lot of pluses with Americans, but the minuses just outweigh the pluses. And more often than not, this is the type of result you're going to get, albeit not a low blow stoppage. But more often than not, you're going to have Khan on the losing end. And it, sometimes that's as a favorite. Sometimes that's as, as an underdog. So I say it's dangerous because he, he faces the same obstacles regardless of who he's facing it just means the elite guys almost always take advantage of it but some of the lesser guys are able to take advantage of it in spots and those are the spots where you're biting your nails if you bet on Amir Khan that's it for this episode of Fight Junkie I will sock it to you tomorrow baby Fight Junkie out